Hey everybody, Dr. B. Welcome to the season premiere of season four of the Dr. B Show. And I have the great April Hernandez Castillo. We discuss her career. We discuss her started acting and what she's doing currently. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics non-invasive slimming massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services, including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's one O N E eleven. L-E-V-E-N Spa Aesthetics.com located at 10 East Munaki Road in Hackensack, New Jersey 07601 and to make an appointment don't miss out 201-520-1777 201-520-1777 Spa and Aesthetics Hello, everybody. Dr. B here. Welcome to another edition of the of the Dr. B Show, season four here. I'm here with the great April Hernandez Castillo. April, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. I've been wanting to have you for a while on the show. I'm so glad we were able to make the time and have this great, amazing conversation for my network. So let's jump right into it. Tell everyone about yourself. You know, whenever someone asks me that, it's so it's so weird because I feel like I do 10,000 different things, but at the heart of it, I am a woman from the Bronx and a mission to inspire the world. I was born and raised in the boogie down Bronx. Um, some of my best memories are growing up in a time where we had community where the neighbors knew your name. Um, I eventually went on to attend Hunter College, which is where I found the love of acting. And so I've been an actor for two decades. Oh, gosh, that made me feel old. I'm a professional speaker for over a decade. I've done a TEDx talk. I've written two books. Um, I'm a creative, an artist. I'm a wife, mom, and a woman who loves red lipstick. I love it. I love it. I love you. Something all <laughs> lovely in two minutes. <laughs> you know, that's that elevator pitch. That's that, that's that thing of like, yes, here, here I am. <laughs> love it. Love it. So I want to start, you know, uh, simple. I'm all about education. Similar to you. You went to Hunter College, as you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. How did that assist you with your career today? Can you kind of, you know, expand on that a little bit? Of course. Uh, you know, <laughs> When I was applying to colleges, I went to Aquinas High School and going to a Catholic school, they prepared you so much. And I originally thought I was going to go for sports, athleticism, because I was very athletic. I played softball and volleyball and I entered Hunter College. And then I walked into a chemistry class and then I walked right out <laughs> and I was like, I don't do chemistry. <laughs> this space doesn't. Had it not been 
going to college and having those options, I don't know if I would have become an actor. Um, so once I discovered that I didn't want to do science, I didn't want to do nutrition anymore, having that option and choice, which is when I'm working with young folks, young adults, I tell them, is college for everyone? No, but everyone should go. And to see if this is for you or maybe a trade school, either way, getting educated is absolutely important. I agree with you 100%. I'm all about it. You know, the first in my household with a degree, all, you know, for a while, only one in my family, I decide with an MBA, the only at the, at the moment with a doctorate. So it's helped me open so many doors for me. So I agree with you there. Like at least try it out. If it's not for you, you could always do trade school or if not, you want to start your business, that's on you, right? But but at least- Yeah, and, and we live in such a different time where you have, you know, kids that- <laughs> They're business savvy because yeah. they have access to information that you and I didn't have access exactly. to. Yeah. You know, we actually had to do the work. We had to actually look in a dictionary for what a word. It's like a my daughter's I remember does those? Yeah, like, <laughs> my daughter's like, Siri, how da, 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 da. And I go like, look, at, look in the book. Siri can't give you all the answers. But it's, it's one of those things where um, kids can become millionaires, which is fascinating to me. If they do the right work, not on the street, I'm saying, but, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Love it. Love it. Embracing me is a memoir about your inspirational story, resilience, forgiveness, and overcoming adversity. Can you tell us about the book? You also mentioned your keynote speaker. Can you tell us how you tie the two together? So I became a speaker after I shot the movie Freedom Writers. As I mentioned, I'm an actor which if you are an educator, superintendent, that film is the go-to film. And I realized the power of story. And I realized that I had my own story to share of being a survivor of intimate partner violence. And that is where my career began as a speaker. Um, and then eventually it's only, it's normal for most speakers to say, oh, I need to write my story. And Embracing Me, I wrote it at the height of the pandemic. And it's a, it's really my memoir of the last 20 years of my life. Um, sharing all of my failures, everything I've learned, but really that resilient spirit is, is what I hope people walk away with when they read that book. You know, uh, I've had men say, can I read your book? And I'm like, yes, you can. I know it looks very feminine, but yes, you can. And and yeah, and to say that I've written two books is is pretty pretty powerful. I love it. I love it. Um, how'd you get into acting? I, I know you've mentioned Hunter, but can you kind of walk us through? All right, Hunter. Really, Hunter. that's that's how it happened. I I walked into the chemistry class and and I was like, oh hell no, I I can't do this for the next four years, and I needed to take an elective, and so. I sat with um, one of the counselors and they said, listen, there's an acting class that's open. Would you like to take it? And I thought, sure. Uh, growing up in a Latino home, I wasn't exposed to theater. I wasn't exposed. No one. But I just think as Latinos were hilarious anyway. And I have to say, I was always inspired back then by John Leguizamo. He was the guy for me. He was the person that made me feel seen and that it was possible. Love it. And then eventually from Hunter, you went to acting school, I assume. And then from there, 
No, I oh. I started taking acting classes. Okay. And I started just auditioning and I started doing stage and theater and I got an agent pretty fast. And so I left. I had to make the decision to leave Hunter College because my career was taking off. And so I just started working right away. Like I did Law and Order. I did a whole bunch of other shows. And then eventually Freedom Riders came. Love it. And then I went back to Hunter. But. I'm probably like a super duper senior. <laughs> <laughs> super duper senior. So tell us about your experience as Freedom Riders as your role as Eva Benitez. Tell us about that. Oh, playing Eva, Ava, sorry. She she was phenomenal. It was a very difficult role because I never grew up experiencing racism. Growing up in New York City, you don't really experience any kind of racism. Yes, prejudice, but to know that there was a problem because of someone's race, ethnicity, that was um, that was a little difficult. And understanding the depth and importance of telling this story, I didn't realize how big this is. This film is global. It's been um, all over the world. And to me, that was that was the most important thing of of really getting that understanding that racism is real and it exists. And, and this is how it affects young, young adults. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. And how did that come about? You just got an addition. Your agent told you about it and you said, boom, was it a, a networking thing? Can you tell us how you how you land? That no, just a just a regular audition. It came. I, I auditioned uh, in New York City. I didn't hear anything and I ended up booking another show, which is the first time I, I went to L.A., which okay. is a very big thing for most actors, especially when you're coming from the East Coast to the West Coast. Uh, and as I was working out there, I had two more auditions and then I ended up booking the job and working with a two time Oscar winner. Hillary Swank was was pretty amazing. Uh, absolutely. hundred percent. Wanted to talk to you about your, uh, your SAG Award nomination for Best Assembled Cast for the show Dexter. Tell us about that and how that, what, what, were, what were your thoughts when you heard the news and tell us about working on that show. Well, at that time, Dexter was a huge show. And I think this is really when people began binge watching shows. Um, I had never watched it. And by the season, by the time I came on, it was season five. So they gave me, that's when we were still watching DVDs. And I binge watched like the entire, <laughs> like, why does that feel so long ago? I don't even understand. Oh my gosh. But like, they gave me all the DVD sets and I watched it and I thought, oh my gosh, I get to actually be on this show you know, working with Lauren Velez, who is now Luna Velez um, and David Zayas. These are Puerto Rican actors that I looked up to being in their presence. And then just being on a show that was very, you know, very dark and just in just something that you're like, oh, OK, those are brains on the floor. Awesome. Fantastic way to start. And then receiving the news that we had, you know, we were nominated and I was included was just another dream come true. So being able to attend the SAG Awards um, was something I had manifested. I love it. Yeah, you you, you manifested it. You spoke it into existence. And now then you was in that, you know, you was nominated. So kudos. Yeah. To you. Awesome. Awesome. Do you want to promote your product or services to your target audience, but don't know how? 
Do you struggle with social media marketing and management? Do you have challenges with lead generation for your business online? Well, look no further. Get More Clicks Media helps with SMS, MMS, and email marketing. Also, social media marketing and management, video marketing, lead generation, brand recognition, SEO, e-commerce, and website development. For more information, please visit getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's getmoreclicksmedia.com. Um, you had also some recurrent roles, um, like you mentioned before, uh, MC, uh, NBC New Amsterdam, Nurse Jackie, Person of Interest, ER, 30 Rock, Elementary, Law and Order. So what I, I'm always fascinated, what goes into the mindset, you know, into getting into the role? Like, what do you have a routine, a ritual? How do you transform from April into, into the into the specific role? I'm always fascinated by that. Right. Uh, it, it just depends on what role you're getting booked for. Um, I mean, I've played a prisoner, I've played a lawyer, I've played a student, <laughs> I've played someone who was almost murdered. Um, it's one of those things where you just, you are, oh my gosh, what is that reptile that they change their colors? The chameleon? Yes. <laughs> you just become this chameleon yeah. where you take on the color of your character, um, and you just do the work and your training and it teaches you how to go in, how to come out, how to really make that character come alive and also not lose yourself, but lose yourself if that makes any sense. And and I always say that anyone who is a public figure, speaker, anyone who is in the front lines should always take an acting class and an improv class. It's a good idea. Maybe something I should do someday. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Not great. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that insight. Just wanted to talk some high level stuff, taking a macro approach. So did some research according to USC's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. Um, now we're getting into my area, right? the diversity, equity, inclusion. Fewer, fewer than 2% of uh, leading movie roles go to Latino actresses. Those who make it also make it they're multitasking like you, right? Director, uh, casting, uh, producers, et cetera. What are your thoughts on, on this stat? What do you think we could do to get more folks like you and I into lead role, leading roles in Hollywood? You want to be a lead actor now? <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> the you next Dwayne Johnson. I'm here for coaching. Consulting. The next Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, um, I think... You know, it's being inside the rooms. That's where we need more people of color, more Latinos. Um, also just us, it's having access. It's so hard to raise money. People think that it's easy and it is not. Um, but, but there has been major progress. And one of my closest friends, Ramon Rodriguez, he just premiered his show, William Trent. Uh, he is Puerto Rican, urban Latino, and he is kicking butt. So we are seeing this. You know, we're seeing it with Jenna Ortega and Luis Guzman on a hit show like Wednesday. So is Hollywood seeing us now? Yes. And they're seeing us as prominent characters that we can carry a show, that we don't have to play, you know, the other roles that, we, that we've had to in the past. So I'm excited for where we're going. And it's going to just get, it's just going to get better. 
I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I, it's all about networking and, and it's all about, uh, you know, who you know and, and to keep and it's all about having that positive momentum and having folks like you and having folks like Jen Ortega, right, in those roles and, and inspire, aspire, inspire yeah. others to kind of pursue that. So, yeah. And, and the more I mean, Jen Ortega just opened the door for so many other young Latinas like my daughter. Yeah. who she, you know, looked at her and was like, oh, mom, like I can do that. It's to to my daughter's um, perspective. It's not impossible. As opposed to when I started as an actor 10,000 years ago, <laughs> we never saw anyone. There was only like five women who were the main women for so long. And now there's a variety of us, which makes me happy. Love it. Love it. Yeah, definitely love to see the diversity there. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, why did it pivot a little bit alongside your husband and business partner? Uh, you co-founded parental voices matter. Tell us about the program and workshop and how that works. So we created parental voices matter because we saw that there was a lack of support for parents. I guess once we became parents and my husband, he's an educator for over a decade as well. We realized like, man, parents don't get the support that they need. They don't receive the education that they need. Um, no, you become a parent and no one tells you how to parent. No one. They, you just have a baby. You just and then learn on the fly. That's it. Yeah. And literally, you're like, just figure it out. And then yeah. you're like, I don't know how to do this. And so we wanted to create a platform where we could have workshops for parents where we are teaching them how to raise a child in the 21st century, because it's completely different than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, and, and teaching them about technology, intimate partner violence, which is my level of expertise. Um, just, and also it's more of improvement for themselves, focusing on themselves. I think as parents, especially if you are a single parent, you tend to forget yourself because, you know, you're just trying to make ends meet or you're trying to just be present for your child. But but I always tell parents when you are healthy, your family is healthy. Um, when you are feeding your soul, you are a better parent. You are a better sister, mother, friend, father, brother. And, and that's really the goal of um, PVM. I love it. And I agree with you 100 percent. Like pandemic I mean, we're still in it sort of well i guess the early part of the pandemic i struggled right. a little bit and i kind of you could tell the strain on the family but now that things are better obviously if i'm better i agree with you like now the family's better and more upbeat you know what i mean that's how it works right i mean it's it's the typical our our motto was the oxygen on the plane right the first thing that they say is you take the oxygen not your child a lot of parents especially in the latino culture they will give their children everything and they're over here dying. Like the child can't save you, friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to save the child. And so what does that look like? Like dreaming and writing your goals down and involving your children. Um, like I just made a dream box with my daughter. So now this weekend, we're going to fill in the dreams that we want to, you know, the goals and the dreams that we want to accomplish. So that way she's constantly working and manifesting and believing that it's going to happen. I love it. I love it. The dream box. I love it. It's like a the vision board, but in the box. <laughs> in the box. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's just simple. You write it down and, and it can be like the biggest dreams to the smallest dreams, but all dreams matter. Absolutely. hundred percent. And speaking of dreams, which segues into one of my last questions, 
let's say you know aspiring actor or actress uh if they're no matter what the age is what do you think should be the first thing let's say if i want to wake up let's say i wake up, walk up one day and say hey, i want to be an actor what should be the first thing a person should do oh gosh <laughs> that's hard that's hard um hmm well if i'm speaking if i'm thinking logistically right you have yeah. to get headshots you yeah. have to there are certain things that you have to do but for me when someone says they want to get into the arts I always have a very honest conversation. I go, do you want to be famous or do you want to act? Those are two different things. Once you can identify that and most people will be like, oh no, I just want to act. And I go, okay, you, you can act, but you might never work. If you think you can still do that, then you're made for this. I've acted in front of an empty stage. I've spoken in front of five people. I've spoken in front of 15,000 people. My passion doesn't lessen if there's, you know, less people there. I just have to do this. So that's the number one thing. Can you do this even when you're not kicking butt or you're not getting all of these accolades? Then if you can do that, okay, now we can talk. Obviously, then it's getting training, it's watching movies, it's being surrounded by other actors and understanding and working on your craft. So there's a whole mental process that goes into this. Now, unfortunately, because of in the Internet, anyone can become a superstar. But I come from the days where real superstars actually were superstars. Um, not not, not you know, just a like viral this, video, right? Of some yeah, sort. yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, a lot of people ask why I don't have my daughter on social media like that. Um, for those of you who may, if you keep hearing me speak about my daughter, Summer Rose, she is an actor. She's actually an award-winning actor. Let me refrain and say that again. Um I choose not to have her on any kind of social media. My husband runs her social media on Instagram because I tell her you are about the work and I'm not trying to raise a spoiled little star. I'm trying to raise someone who really understands their craft and has a great work ethic. I love it. I love and it. if you can't and if you can't take rejection and you get offended easily, then you shouldn't even dare get on stage. That's a great point. You gotta, you gotta have thick skin, right? I mean, I mean, literally, if you are, and we live in an age where everyone gets offended by anything. Everybody's so stuck on pronoun. Like, I don't have time to work with anyone like that. Either you show up and you do the work, or you don't show up at all. I'm pretty tough. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I love it. You're from the Bronx. I'm from Queens. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's you know, it's, it's one of those it's, it's one true. of those things where you're just like, I don't you like stop. No one cares about your feel. You're getting paid. They're paying you X amount of dollars. You show up and you do the work, and that's it. I love it. I love it. Last question. I know we're, we're filming a recording New Year's or early in the year. What are some of your goals this year? Oh gosh, I've just been speaking to an existence. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, one of my goals is to begin my documentary that I want to do on my story. Okay. That's a main goal that I have. Um, and also begin writing my one woman show. Ah, looking forward to that. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my husband to finally retiring from education so we can just do full time 
of what we do of of taking headshots and creating content and and really and and continuing and speaking all the time. Now, yeah. if I'm talking about speaking, I would love to work with Tony Robbins. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins, if you're listening, please. If you're listening, Tony Robbins. <laughs> Happy to be listening to <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I'm putting myself out there. Exactly. You know, Tony Robbins, obviously, he is like the number one. But I, I actually got to experience uh, one of his weekends that he has. And it, you know, changed changed my my whole way of how i see life and so i would i would really love to work with him love it so tony if you're listening please reach out to april now i'm here tony. <laughs> i'm here ready let's go i walked the fire coals oh you did where could people find uh, more information about you if they're interested in working with you either as a speaker or even as an actress right the linkedin is always a great place to find me which is April Hernandez Castillo. And if you are on Instagram, April L. Hernandez. Um, I'm actually still working on my website. Hopefully by this month, it is up and running. Good. Oh, gosh. That's a lot of work. I know. It's a lot. But yeah, that's the best place. Got it. It's a pleasure having you on my show. Uh, I had fun. We had a great conversation. Got to know you a little bit better. Got to know your goals and how you came to be you know, the April of 2023 and looking forward to seeing the, the one woman show and the documentary down the line. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. B. Thank you. April Hernandez Castillo, everybody. Take care. Has the pandemic changed the way you prospect today? Do you struggle prospecting for new leads for your business? Do you have challenges and don't have a process when networking at an event, either virtually or online? Well, look no further. Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course is a solution. In this eight-week intensive course, you will go from networking novice to networking guru. As a bonus, 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 two coaching sessions with Dr. Jairo Borja himself are now included in the course. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, close more deals, and transform your way to success. For more information, please visit our website, www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. That's www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. B. Hope you enjoyed the episode with April Hernandez Castillo. Hope you learned a little bit about her life. Hopefully you're inspired in order to be an, an actor or just pursue your dreams. And with that being said, uh, thank you for listening to The Dr. B Show. <laughs>